Frank, let's go ultra. Peak performance. We need more performance. Computers have not gotten better yet. We have to keep going until we hit the peak. We'll find the peak and we'll build a new mountain and go to its peak until we found ultra mountain. And then we'll go to its peak. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, I'm always working out because I'm trying to get into like peak, you know, optimized shape for (laughs) cycling. And once I reach that peak, I'm hoping that my performance matches, you know, my anyways, we're talking about the Apple peak performance event (laughs) today, people. Um, Let the metaphor end. It was a bad joke. (laughs) That was too that was too much. Now, we're not going to start with the ultraness of it, because I actually, Frank, I thought that they were going to announce an M2, but there's 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 yet one more M1. But Frank, we honestly have to start at the beginning, which is they did it, Frank. They made a third edition of the iPhone SE, which I have the second edition in my hand. And Frank, it looks 100% exactly the same. It's, oh my gosh, it's like a, it's like a product that they're updating and maintaining and continuing to add to. I'm so proud of Apple. They're growing up into a real company. And I guess it is easy because you just take last year's chip and throw it in the same body. But that, you know what? Good on them because they've let the SE languished for what two years, three years before. So it's in I'm every happy. other year. It's every in other? every other year. Now, okay. What if, what if I told you, Frank, that <laughs> it has, the, <laughs> it has the same Retina display. It has the same ultra wide <laughs> camera. I mean, it it has four G. You know, it has okay. It has it has all the same thing. So honestly, it is exactly the same, and for all intents and purposes, and people are gonna be like, no, James, there's something different. No, it has this. It has basically the same exact everything. The main difference is that they upgraded the A15 Bionic chip instead of the A13, and that gives it, you know, a newer CPU and more neural cores and an upgraded GPU. And they also put 5G in it. That's the big thing. They put 5G in the entry level device. So now the entire product line is 5G from start to finish, and that to me is pretty great. I actually I love my iPhone. Um, SE second generation, by yeah. the way, but I, I, I'll tell you this much: <laughs> the camera is it's not very good. Oh, <laughs> I mean, compared, I mean, I am yeah. judging it against Heather's iPhone 12 Pro, which I will be getting once she gets the iPhone 14 <laughs> Pro this fall. Little hammy, and I, I, you know, I let her take the photos, but but, but beyond that. It is a great device for $400. So it is a yeah. fantastic device and it has a touch ID and this one still has a touch ID and I love it. Yeah. Uh, uh, gosh, it, you just covered everything I wanted to say. It's the touch ID, honestly, because that is a nice feature. Uh, face ID, although I love technology and I love lasers and LIDAR and all that stuff, I'm honestly still a little iffy on face ID. And not even from a security standpoint, I'm just like, does it work? Is it worth it? My thumb is pretty reliable, oddly enough. We've kind of developed that technology very well. The iPhone SE is an amazing phone. I made fun of you a little because you wanted to talk about it in the Patreon episode, and I totally forgot about it because I just don't pay attention. But $430 for last year's Pro chip in a phone, uh, mm-hmm. that's a killer phone. Uh, so our, uh, everyone, if if you're thinking about upgrading or s- switching or something, go get it because <laughs> $430 is an amazing deal for that processor. And even if you wanted to kind of keep in line with if you have even this one, if 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 Heather wasn't going to give me your hand me down or something happened to it, I probably would upgrade to this one again 
because it does have 5G and and it does there are some optimizations in the in the camera itself and the front facing camera and there's deep fusion on this and it has you know some slow mo video support that's been upgraded as well it's not a momentum update but in general you're really paying for the better processor which this you know this one the A13 it hiccups a little bit here and there on on 15.4 hmm. but I am developer beta but not, not terrible like not yeah not like oh this is slow unusable right? yeah no oh no it's never been unusable but you know and the one thing i really like here is they've also increased the battery uh, uh use percentage on it too up to 15 hours of video playback compared to 13 and that means for me it's going to get almost a whole day if i was <laughs> looking at it because mine almost does get a whole day you uh, don't get a day general. on your phone um that is tricky uh, about the smaller size yeah because i've been rocking pros for the last couple generations and i i always get more than a day easily well we were on holiday and we definitely neither of us did that is for sure but mm. it's all about reception right when i'm in my house like oh yeah. full day on wi-fi not a big deal um and i and i bought a little inductive wireless charger and my phone just sits there all day anyways and mm -hmm. it's just just <laughs> charging at 100 percent. well and also my <laughs> <laughs> my port, my my lightning port stopped working on my phone, so I can yeah. only charge via wireless. I, I'm thinking about upgrading only because I don't know what I've done to my poor little port. I mean, I do know my phone spent five days at the bottom of a lake. I'm sure that didn't help the port, <laughs> but it hasn't really been healing either. I've been waiting for it to just get better, but it hasn't mm -hmm. been. And so I, I'm thinking I'm just going to give it to my dad and let him clean it while I get a, I get a fresh new phone. Yeah, that'll uh, work. I like little, that. Little tricksteries. That's how I clean the port. <laughs> Buy a I new like phone. It. <laughs> I like it. Okay ipad air fifth generation yep. yep so here's a thought james what if we take our baseline model and take last year's processor and put it in it <laughs> i'm in this sounds like a great idea let's do it <laughs> uh no, I'm, I'm messing around air, air air got a wonderful upgrade the ipad air basically became an ipad pro um, yeah. became last year's iPad Pro, which is an amazing iPad Pro. So <laughs> good for the Air. I'm a little jealous because I just bought an iPad Pro. I would have rather have paid less money for an iPad Air mm. because I wanted the one feature that I love that they're putting on these things is that wide, it's ultra wide, ultra, ultra wide angle lens on the front. And that is absolutely amazing. I know I've talked about it on the show before. I just want to keep giving Apple props for it because I do like it. Uh, as a FaceTime call thing because it tracks you and it's not mm. always looking up your nose and it, it puts you in the center of the frame. What do they call it? Like center stage or something like that. Center stage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a wonderful feature. And I'm, I'm honestly looking forward to all their devices having it. It's a pretty big game changer. And we'll actually talk about that when we talk about the Surface monitor that they released because I think that that's a pretty killer feature. Studio monitor. What did not I to say? Be confused with, not can be confused with a Surface Studio. Did I say Surface? I am so sorry. <laughs> well, I was, you know, I was. Thinking, there's a lot of so many similar names. Yeah. Them, so, oh, um, I feel here's, bad. So, so it really depends, right? So, who is this thing for? Mm. It's for someone that uh, wants an, a bigger iPad that doesn't necessarily need the full spectrum of cameras or the upgraded space because it's only up to 256 oh okay uh, on on it compared to two terabytes on the ipad <laughs> pro and obviously it doesn't have the ultra wide 
uh, camera on the back. Just got the one bump. Yeah, unless you're a serious gamer on an iPad, and I honestly don't know of any serious gamers on the iPad. I don't think you really need uh, the hard drive upgrade, whatever you want to call it, the SSD upgrade, the flash upgrade. iPad Air is the iPad to go get. I love the pros just because I'm a technology snob and I love to have the newest and greatest little bits of technology and they get them first. Mm -hmm. But the good stuff trickles down to the iPad Air. And in this case, this is a great year for an iPad Air. What is the starting price of that puppy, though? I'm curious. Let me go check. Uh, So the iPad Air starting is $599, which Mm -hmm. is only $100 more than the iPad Mini 6th generation, which is what I got Heather for Christmas. Um, they both start at 64 gigs of storage at the 599 and they go up um, another 150 dollars to the 256 now it's wi-fi only now the difference here between those two is size obviously but also the a15 versus the m1 i'll tell you this much though i this is my personal opinion ipad os has not yet been fully optimized for it's mini no no for a mini display the 8.3 what they did is they they made things smaller Mm. and it doesn't look as good on the ipad mini so i actually have i think maybe they're going to iterate on it more but this is one of the criticisms in the ipad mini sixth generation was that the ipad os the scale was almost like they downscaled everything by 20 percent to fit it in there Instead of having like one less row of of widgets and things like that. Yeah. So I think hers is really good. Uh, She really likes it for the size. I think anything bigger as far as like an 11 inch uh, tablet would have been too much because her and I both really like the seven inch uh, Google Nexus tablet back in the day. That was like the seven inch was like perfect. Still has an 8.3. Yeah. Um, So I think it's good. The and it comes in a new blue, which I like this iPad Air, but. The I still don't think iPad OS is that. Here's the problem. iPad OS. <laughs> Give me a freaking weather app. You tap weather uh, and it opens the stupid browser. What is going on, Frank? <laughs> I'm not going to answer for Apple. No one can figure this one. It, it takes it takes a marketing genius and a, a supply line optimizer to figure out why we can't have a weather app on the iPad. Uh, support indie devs go get carrot weather i don't know but it it is totally stupid i don't i don't get it but they do have the color starlight james and it is a beautiful off-white color and i really want apple always does bleach white i hate bleach Mm -hmm. white so this is starlight it's pretty starlight i want it it's good i think i got heather pink i want to say i like the purple i get a purple purple is really nice i'm a big fan of the purple so so uh, sorry, I, I do want to go back to what you were saying about resolution, though, real quick. I, I have always felt that iPad minis definitely were smaller. <laughs> they, they definitely felt like yeah. oh, we are squeezing some things in here. But it was always not pushing it. It was still comfortable to use. That's why it was such a popular device. And mm-hmm. so I'm actually curious myself. That's the first time I've actually heard that kind of feedback before. And so I haven't used one me personally now i feel like i should i should be trying it and trying my apps on them um have you tried just increasing the font or something no oh no we did okay yeah it's still it's still it's still funky you should yeah get yourself to an apple store or a best buy yeah it's a it's a funky yeah it's funky that's all i can say about (laughs) it yeah i'm getting that vibe from you honestly yeah well the first time i saw it and and even heather was like 
oh, it's, it's kind of weird. I kind of, and it's also, <laughs> there's like weird space. There's like a weird spacing all around. I, I'm sure if you watch a video on it or something like that, you, you would see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like they could just optimize. If you watch the video, if you, if you, if you go to the iPad mini website, mm-hmm. it doesn't do it just, you're going to look at it and you're going to say, James, that looks amazing, <laughs> but it doesn't look like that. Everything looks smaller. Yeah. And we even bumped up everything on it. And I was like, I don't know what, what they did, but something is, is a little off with it. So I would definitely try that. I also think that the, the fingerprint reader in the, um, the power button, button is a little bit weird. Yeah. I've never used one. It's yeah. a little odd. I, I, Honestly, I don't really. When when I first got the M1 Air, I was I was it was my first Touch ID, and I kind of loved it. It was great because you didn't have to type your password in as much. But now I've I like it a little bit less <laughs> because things that never even required your password now require your touch because added security, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. So I don't like that, and I don't like the fact that if my fingers a little bit you know sweaty or greasy or I was painting or something, you know, it just doesn't work, and so. Uh, uh, technology technology we we just want something that's 90 percent of the time working and touch id is probably there so i'm curious to see how that button compares to like the airs button yeah buttons but it's a good device it's a good device i don't i'm i'm not a tablet person we've talked about this but again when the theme that they have is the m1ification of their product line <laughs> so yeah and honestly, it's great. <laughs> it's great. From a programming model, too, I, I love a simplification like this. Um, when I, <laughs> it was really funny. I was developing neural network library software on my M1 Air. And it was it got it working. And I was very happy with it. It was doing its training and all that. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder how fast this is on my iPad. So I, you know, ran it over on the iPad. And James, it was the exact same speed. And I'm like, oh, right, <laughs> Frank, same processor. <laughs> and true. I just thought that That's was true. the funniest thing on the planet, that my Mac software was literally running at the same speed. I, that's probably not totally true. They probably clock them differently and all that. But for the neural network stuff, those GPUs had the exact same performance. That's pretty funny. That is funny. <laughs> Interesting. It It's also, yeah, anyway, it's, it's all good. It's all good. I'm I'm excited. Well, let's get talk about the processors, Frank, because... Obviously, these new iPhone SEs and the iPad Air, they got new processors, the iPad Air, obviously, and the M1. But we also got a new M1. Now, let's recap. Mm. M1, I have that. I own that. Yep. I own an M1 MacBook Air. We're, we're M1 bros. Yep. You're an M- <laughs> M1 bros. You're an <laughs> M1 Mac. We have the same We have the same machine, correct? Yeah. 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 I, did I get a better color, at least? What color did you get? Pink, obviously. Duh. Yeah. Blue. Okay, you got the better color. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what other colors are coming? I want Starlight now. Now I want a Starlight Mac. Mm, Starlight. (laughs) I think, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Gold. I got gold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did get the eight core, eight core. And then, yeah, I think you might have got more storage than me, but I did get the 16 gigs of RAM. And I think I kept the 512 SSD. Yeah. Right. Uh, so our, ours are limited to 16 gig. And that was probably the biggest mm-hmm. failing of the original M1. And it's not so much of a failing. 16 gigs is pretty much all you need most of the time. It's just programmers were running terrible software and it eats all the RAM that you got. So <laughs> it's 
it's fine, but <laughs> fine. <laughs> I really want more. more. So they gave us more. They have the M1 Pro and the M1 Max, and those came out last year, if we remember. Those came out with the yeah. MacBook uh, Pros, MacBook yeah. Pros. Nailed it. Yeah, and an iMac, right? And the thin iMac. Oh, we did get the thin iMac. Mm-hmm. You're right. Mm-hmm. Oh. 25 inch ish ish. 24 inches. Yeah, that one. Uh, it's gorgeous. I, I, I still love that design. Uh, I was kind of hoping for a pro version of that design this time, but no. Uh, yeah, so we got it in the pro line of laptops and we got it in the new iMac. Yes. And those uh, increased everything, I believe, up to... 32 and 64 gigs of RAM, right? I want to say. Yeah, roughly around there. Yeah, the Max, I believe, went to 64. The Pro, I don't remember what its top end was. 64. Yeah, 64. Yep. Yeah, and each of those chips, um, Apple kind of had that componentized architecture. So they added a few more CPU cores. They added a few more GPU cores. Obviously increased the memory bus so that they could fit those 32 Mm -hmm. and 64 GBs. And it was nice during this presentation. I love it when Apple shows their silicon. Mm -hmm. The very first thing I studied in college was how to make chips out of silicon. And I still love it. I think it's almost an art form at this point. But uh, I, yeah, all that's just to say I'm here for all their beautiful renderings of (laughs) <laughs> transistors everything <laughs> yeah so you could really see like it is a simple world like the bigger it is the more stuff it has uh, assuming the same tech uh, technology size the same lens size and you they showed a nice uh here's the m1 uh got a little bigger for the m1 pro got quite a bit bigger for the m1 max mm-hmm. and then they said something kind of interesting and i'm curious what you made of this they said um but there are physical limitations there are physical reasons why you don't make a chip too much bigger than where we're already at we've already kind of maxed out the silicon here so what did you think about that statement to me it sounded like probably some standardization some heat and um, i guess the ability to to move things back and forth on the bus, you know, a little bit. I'm not a, I'm not a die expert, but my assumption is that at some point to modify the board, like doesn't make a lot of sense to make it bigger in some way. I don't know. What'd you make? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I was going back to what I was taught in school and that is somewhere around 15, 16, 20 years ago at this point. So, you know, take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt. But back then, and as far as I know, it's still kind of a limiting factor today. It's the clock in the CPU that's the problem. And most importantly, keeping it synchronized between all the different components on the computer. So when that chip keeps getting bigger, although to us it's tiny, in the little electronics world, it's quite huge. And they have to distribute this clock signal all over that chip. Basically, it's like the uh, capillary system in your skin. You have to get that blood everywhere. And it needs to be way more synchronized than your blood system needs to be. And that's always been the hard part because you run into literal speed of light problems. Uh, The 
<laughs> the flow of information along wires does not happen at the speed of light. It's actually dramatically slower than the speed of light. And so the moment you have to keep that signal synchronized with a nanosecond precision, you know, it's precision because these things are running at gigahertz speeds, hmm. that becomes a real engineering obstacle. And so you get to this maximum size where it's basically, I just can't keep things in sync if I get yeah. any bigger. So that that's how I interpret it. I just was curious. That that makes sense. So obviously the only way to, you know, make this thing more performant, if you're going to, if you're already saying that the max is the biggest you want to get, you know, of or this thereabouts. Time, yeah, let's thereabouts. say within 50% or something. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to, you know, increase it by 50 or 70%. What's, what's the natural next step to actually make this thing faster, Frank? Are you asking me or are you, I, I wanted to say how they did it on the presentation because it was kind of, they did a nice little, here's a, here's a little computer architecture. Everyone, let, let's sit down for a computer architecture lesson. So the easiest way, obviously, is to just print two chips and yes. then connect their memory buses together. Uh, you make them share the same memory. Uh, you, you add a little bit of a memory controller that does a synchronization with that memory. But now it's okay if those two chips aren't running perfectly in sync with each other because you have this in-between person, the memory controller, mm -hmm. keeping everyone, you know, in their place, <laughs> back in line. Yep. <laughs> yeah. They took they took two maxes and shoved them together. <laughs> it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful uh, because although I made it tried to make it sound easy, it really is. You're just <laughs> you have two independent chips and you just try to have this this middle ground where they can actually talk to each other. Apple bragged and bragged about their middle ground. Ooh, they are very proud of their chip mm -hmm. interconnect that they have invented. They said something like four times faster than the industry standard chip interconnect. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the industry uh, <laughs> industry standard chip connect is, but good job. Good job, Apple. Could use a few more asterisks on those slides letting us actually know what you're referencing. But yeah, thanks. The, the little animation they had to of connecting the chips with this little little things it looked like something out of like you know robot matrixy things where it's like all these little <laughs> tiny tubes like blah, 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 you know and they're like connecting up uh, it was very well put together uh, you know what i i like to think of that little inter interconnect as multi-threading that's the magic that makes multi-threading mm. work it is so easy to have two cpus you, you buy one, you buy a second one, and now you have two. <laughs> the hard part is getting them to talk to each other. And yeah, so it was, it was fun. I really like that little computer architecture. So it's funny that they named it the M1 Ultra because it very well could have been called the M1 M2 because it's two M1s. I mean, it's kind of natural. I'm surprised they didn't want to go there. I guess they want to save that for an architectural change or something like that. James, I kept wondering, like, if they put the interconnect on one side of the chip, who's to say they didn't put it on the other side either? Can you chain them? Like, can we have a four <laughs> version? Do it. Well, and what's going to stop you there? Why don't you just interconnect the other side of the other chip with it? So it just is a cascading effect, a network yeah. effect. I mean, eventually you have to ooh, synchronize ooh. those interconnects, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have one in the middle, and that is actually Stop. a specialized chip that is to synchronize Just, the four yeah. chips around it. Now, that would be something special. <laughs> yeah, and wow. uh, we're kind of going there.
it's funny because we went multi-core first, then we went distributed computing where we actually worked on our networking skills to get computers to talk to each other. And it's almost like we're taking that distributed networking knowledge and then just putting it back into the chip again, yeah. which is natural. Um, all things should be put back onto the chip. Yeah. I like what they did next, which is after they decided to strap two <laughs> um, M1s together, they decided to strap two Mac minis together, Frank. <laughs> Okay, you got me. That was funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Chunky Mac, the Mac Not So Mini. The you had a good one earlier too. It's 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 something. It's not a garbage can. I would have called it the Mac Mini Pro. Mac Mini Pro. Too Mac much. Mini Pro. Mac, Mac Mini, Mini Ultra. Pro. I don't know. There's it not you know, called the Mac... the Mac Ultra. I don't know. Why is it not the the? Ooh. Well, there's the Mac Pro, mm. right? So they're going to they're going to eventually come out with another Mac Pro. It's going to be ginormous. But now they have this third thing. And, a brand. and I know they they've created a new a, brand. They created a whole new brand because, you know, the the Mac mini already has an entry point of about a thousand dollars. Right. And this new one is called the Mac Studio. Mm. And it is double the price. The entry level is double the price of the entry level mac mini and it looks I like a mac mini think it feels more, like dude. a mac mini <laughs> no it's, it, it starts at 2000 and the mac mini well the mac mini starts at 700 but that you know that's okay so okay so it's triple the price it's tri i mean actually <laughs> hold on i think it's tall, i think it's it? more these things are expensive well we should say so they've created the mac studio which is a chunky mac <laughs> they added a ton of ports to it though i'm so happy james apple has finally gotten back to adding ports to their computers ports, ports are back Pat, yeah ports are and back. that's great and you got me. It does start at one uh, $2,000, and that is the M1 Max chip. So it's not the it's not the chunky chip. Uh, you, if you want the chunky chip, <laughs> you got to add another $1,000. No. No? Another $2,000. Of it's course. Double, it's double the chip, Frank. It is double the chip. And here's what they did, Frank, by the way. They not, you're breaking they, you're breaking my little Mac heart over here, James. They, they not only, they like, they're like, we're going to double the CPU because it's two CPUs to double the price. And we're also going to double the RAM and double the storage. So if you're going to pay an extra 2X, we're going to give you 2X of multiple things. Thanks, Apple. We, we hear you like spending money. Here's other ways to spend money. <laughs> um, now, if you go all out on this puppy... Okay. Oh, no, if you, uh, 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 no, uh, okay. You, are you gonna give the max? Isn't this gonna be like the sixty thousand dollar Mac Pro? Is this even valid? Okay, fine, fine. Give me the max. So this is an M1 Ultra with the twenty core CPU, sixty four core GPU. Amazing. Hundred and twenty eight. Now remember, because I mean, they look, put two, they put two of these together. You can now double the memory again, so you get one hundred and twenty eight gigs of RAM and an eight terabyte SSD, eight grand. Eight grand for a maxed out Mac. Eight grand's Apple's done worse. <laughs> Apple, <laughs> Apple's hurt us worse. <laughs> um, True. Okay, but let's break that down. A hundred and twenty-eight gigs of RAM. Yes. 
you, you, you ain't going to need it, okay? You, you, you just ain't. <laughs> I love to do neural networks where I love to give full-frame images to the neural network, 32 at a time to process. If I'm doing video, I have to give it four frames times 32. I'm giving it all that stuff, and it easily fits within a 24-gigabyte GPU. <laughs> there's, there's no problem there. That said, I don't know. If you don't have 128 gigabytes in your computer, what are you really doing with your life? I mean, are you <laughs> <All> really <right>. computing? <laughs> so this this thing has this thing is this thing. Let's back it up. So it does look like two Mac Minis. It's got ports in the front, mm. ports in the back, including USB A ports, and full HDMI. It's got a yeah. headphone jack. Yeah. Uh, it's got Ethernet, which I appreciate. It's um, great. It's, got I, the, it's I, great. I appreciate that they actually put the USB-A ports on there. I, I could really see Apple not putting USB-A ports on there. I'm mm -hmm. glad they acknowledge that some of us are stuck in the past. Thank you, Apple. Yeah. And we need those. The back is kind of funny. It reminds me of a PC power supply because that's essentially what it is. It's a tiny yeah. little iPhone chip with a PC power supply wrapped around it. <laughs> and, uh, and cooling. When they break it down, half of this... All of its chunkiness comes from the giant fans, the giant blowers that they had to put inside of it to keep it cool. Oh, yeah, it's, it is a very impressive machine in a little box. And I am absolutely terrified that <laughs> that it is pulling all of its air from the floor. <laughs> and um, have you seen your floor or your desk, I, Frank? I was really debating this because, like, doesn't most dust come from the ceiling? So, like, know. isn't it better yeah. to come up from the floor? I don't. It I, settles on the floor, though. Fair? Fair? <laughs> I don't. I, uh, somebody uh, must have thought of it, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I like also, ooh, before we, they also made the power supply plug look like Mickey Mouse. Good tie-in to Disney, <laughs> Apple. Good tie-in. Well, what scared me there was they actually needed the ground connection. I'm like, oh, boy, how much power is this thing going to suck down? And turns out a lot, a lot, N not too much. I, I think most of their charts were showing it maxed out, maxed out. So you're, you're encoding a video or something at like 200 or 300 watts, which given today's video cards and the way PCs are architected is nothing. That's like yeah. table stakes for a PC. So yeah. it is actually being pretty efficient. They are benefiting from starting out with those mobile processors. Yeah. It says maximum continuous power draw is 370. And, you know, I talked about this earlier in our Patreon. We were talking pretty frank about some <laughs> of this stuff. And, uh, you know, I said my my power supply that I have in my computer is a thousand watts <laughs> yeah. because my power, my graphics card pulls like 200 something. Yeah, my my CPU pulls another hundred something. And we're already at the entire machine. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so I, I let's talk about performance for a second because we really have to put this play, thing in its place. We were making fun of the $4,000 price tag you are charged for this, and that's actually not even the price tag I want to talk about. I want to talk about the $5,000 price tag because okay. that gets you up to the 64-core GPU that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing about the $5,000 one is... According to Apple, so, you know, star, 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 star. <laughs> it has the performance of an RTX 3090, which is basically the most powerful consumer video card you can get these days. Though they, although the technical MSRP is somewhere around $2,000, you're still spending $2,500 or $3,000 to get one of those. 
And it comes with 24 gigabytes of memory, which is a lot for a GPU. But because the M1 is an integrated GPU and CPU, it gets to have unified memory, which is a much more elegant architecture. And therefore, all of that memory can be used as GPU memory also. So that is a huge deal. It probably doesn't matter for video games. I don't know. What, I don't know what people are doing with their video games these days. But for computation tasks, that's huge. That that means the the video card <laughs> quotes around it. Video card can access all of your computer's memory, potentially up to 128 gigabytes. So I just want to put it in context. The yes, five thousand dollars is somewhat of a ridiculous price for a computer, but you are getting top of the line you are getting state of the art at this point and it's only competition is a three thousand dollar video card with a twelve hundred dollar computer wrapped around it and you so, can't even get the graphics card because all right. the miners are buying them <laughs> exactly so you're still going to spend four grand to get a pc up to this level and then the thousand dollars is basically the apple tax <laughs> yeah you know it. i was i i need to spec this out and, and actually because like i am i'm <sighs> eventually maybe next year maybe 2023 maybe 2024 i'm in the i'm in the market to upgrade because you know i have a 6700k so this is a six series like we're on like the 15 series of i9s or whatever now from intel mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know i've been I, I can't upgrade to windows 11 because it requires a, a seven uh. series most likely an eight series as well i think i can get it's around it but i don't want to hack it you know it's weird though. Like I think there's i fives or something. I don't know. Whatever. They, it's weird that Windows compatibility chart. I just got lucky with it. It just happened to yeah. fit on my chip. So but, I have a, you know, I got an i six, and and it's an older machine, but it's got sixty four gigs of RAM. It's got a uh, GTX nine eighty, and uh, mm -hmm. it it it's great. Like I yeah. have no issues at all with it. One hundred percent. Maybe I'll hack a Windows eleven on it. Don't tell my company. <laughs> but um. <laughs> <laughs> there's apparently an app that i was just reading yeah. on the verge or in gadget it's like just download this app and be like it'll of just course. detect what you have and then it just it just tells the bios or whatever yeah. or the or the reg edit what yeah. it is and it's like cool you're good yeah surprise um, everyone windows doesn't require any of that stuff <laughs> the marketing team or whoever is requiring it windows is fine windows could run on a ibm x86 from 1985 if you have yeah it. You want the best performance, right? So I understand at some point you need to stop doing stuff. Yeah. But, um, anyways, so I, I've still been in the market, though. I'm like, you know, maybe I will upgrade to a new machine. I want to build something out. And if you build a top, you know, I've budgeted, I've I've, I've built computers for $500, for mm -hmm. $200, for $2,000. <laughs> yeah. And you can go all out and you can spend thousands of dollars on a machine that's going to last you a long, long time, right? If you were to max this puppy out and you get the upgraded all the shenanigans all the ram all the stuff <laughs> and you spend six thousand dollars or whatever on it that could be worth it you know if it's if you're looking for a machine that's gonna last you x amount of years and you're you're gonna utilize it i actually don't know if i would utilize it <laughs> to be yeah. honest with you i might feel bad about it <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe i come in and i say oh you know what maybe i will get a, a just the normal max right it starts at two thousand upgrade to 64 gigs of ram a terabyte ssd yeah okay i'm at twenty six hundred dollars that's not bad mm -hmm. that's not bad it's not bad no no um i'm honestly even at the crazy price i'm giving this computer a lot of pretty serious thought 
because yeah. I've been writing libraries to take advantage of metal tensors and metal. So all my software is already optimized to run especially well on these kinds of chips. So I don't have to make any changes to my software. I do hit 32 gigabyte limits. It's embarrassing. I'm like, I should write better software. But you know what's easier than writing good software? Buying hardware. It just, yeah, <laughs> it's so much easier. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. So here's the question. We've debated it a lot. Is the M1 ready to go Want your 100% all in right. 100% of your day? Right. So that's that's exactly, that's the million dollar question here, right? Or the $5,000 question. Um, I think it is, James. I if, if you had asked me that a year ago, what, what was my common answer? I'm like, yeah, yeah, most things work. Some things don't, but everything's getting better. And honestly, I think we have crossed the, the terrible part. I do yeah. plenty of Intel x86 compiling and dev on my M1 Air. I do it all. We, we do it as Xamarin developers because the IDE hasn't been upgraded. So <laughs> we're all doing it. It's fine. It works. I haven't had any issues with it, actually. The biggest issues are slight compatibility things. But as long as you're running a sandboxed app, it, the world just doesn't look that different to a sandboxed app, whether it's running on uh, this architecture or that architecture, because it's mostly the APIs holding you back and all that stuff. I, I kept reviewing in my head what, what would keep me on the x86. I think I said in a previous episode, I would keep this iMac forever because I feel like it probably is beneficial to keep around an Intel computer for a while just for testing because we're devs and we have to make sure all that stuff works. But uh, given the price of this new thing, I, I'm very much tempted to trade in my current iMac and keep around, I still have a 2013 MacBook Pro, and keep that 2013 MacBook Pro around as my um, Intel test device. Yeah, yeah. I still, I I have my MacBook Pro 2013, which is Intel, and I don't, I don't, I don't turn it on anymore. No. I think I, no. I don't even do any testing. I think I'm, I'm just fine at this point, to be honest with you. I, I do feel like it's come Docker added support last year, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. a bunch of other dev tools, are, you know, things are there. I run VS and VS 2022 side by side, and that seems, you know, good. And and they're they're adding, you know, VS 2022 is going to get better support. That's it's all coming around. So yeah, and uh, it was announced, right? VS 2022 is going to do M1 support. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, I think we have crossed that line where you can comfortably get an M1 and say adios Intel, at least for now. Yeah. Yeah. They announced it in January. Um, it's the first to get native M1 ARM based. Awesome. It runs on .NET 6 and yeah. natively on M1. Yeah. Because .NET runs on ARM. Right. M1 too. So boom. Yeah, uh, and I've only done a little bit with that. But yeah, I've totally put an ARM64 version on .NET on that machine, and it works great. It's .NET. .NET works great everywhere. So <laughs> That's what it does. Yeah. All right. So um, we like our M1s. We think M1s are in a good place. You have this brand new Mac Studio, a.k.a. Mac Mini Pro Ultra Deluxe Edition. Uh, what are you going to... Uh, 
display the thing on it oh. needs a display frank oh oh this is the part where my heart was beating a little bit rapidly because they kept showing this beautiful little computer hooked up to their xdr displays and they're like you can drive four xdr displays off this computer i'm like apple i can't afford four xdr displays <laughs> what the heck are you talking about thankfully apple released what i'm gonna call a reasonably priced in scare quotes <laughs> monitor it's still terribly expensive uh, compared to like uh, a bottom, <laughs> a Walmart monitor, basically. Uh, it's my gonna monitor, be able... <laughs> my, it, to my, you know, 37 inch ultra wide yeah. curved 2K monitor. Hey. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, during the whole presentation for the Mac Studio, I was thinking about just buying your monitor. I've always wanted one of those widescreen curvy ones and I might still. But then Apple announced for a wonder $1,600, they are releasing their 5K iMac without the iMac. With an iPhone in it instead. <laughs> they put my iPhone SE into the um, Pro Display SE Studio yeah. Edition. Yeah. So they, they should have called it Display SE, in my personal opinion, but they Ooh. decided to go with Studio Display. Because it is. It is. Because it literally has an A13 chip in it, which is my <laughs> iPhone. Um, and it's, it's really, it's, it's really kind of crazy because it's a 27-inch Retina display. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it is for 5K. 5K has uh, ports it has like three thunderbolt ports on it because it has a freaking iphone stuck in it so, so many ports and it has in for the first time ever a ultra wide well at least in this line yeah an ultra wide video camera with center stage and this is more impressive to me which i i was like Ooh, this is what this is what got me mm. was it has studio quality three mic array <laughs> and a six speaker sound system with spatial audio in the monitor oh my god (laughs) because you know all monitor speakers are garbage yeah but yeah i believe that this might be just an absolutely delightful if you were in a a dorm or you're living in a studio apartment this is your tv you know what i mean like this is not only your monitor but it's everything across the board it is expensive but it's real nice yeah, I, I I'm excited because well, just about the audio. I think my iMac, it's yeah, it's not speakers. It's obviously not as good as normal speakers, but my iMac makes good sound. I know this because I have an HDMI KVM switching thing, and sometimes sound comes out mm. of the wrong monitor. And oh my gosh, yeah, that's like I don't know a mouse banging on a drum or something. I don't know what's inside <laughs> of there. It, it it's it, it's got ports <laughs> it's got that ultra wide monitor i'm excited for that ultra wide monitor my, honestly for my twitch stream mm-hmm. i have to do this weird thing where i have to sit in a semi awkward position with my computer angled at a semi awkward angle in order to get the layout basically that i want mm-hmm. and although i'm not guaranteed and probably not that obs would support uh the face tracking abilities of this camera just giving me an ultra wide camera that gives me more flexibility on where I can actually sit relative to the computer and still get a good image on the screen is a really big deal for me. And I've been using the same FaceTime camera for my Twitch stream. Everyone's been begging me to get a, a proper camera for my Twitch stream, but I've just been rocking the uh, face, FaceTime camera. And so I'm excited to get this monitor. Honestly, whether I get the Mac Studio or not, I'm probably going to get this monitor. I'm almost slightly more excited for the monitor. Plus, um, I've been living in the iMac world for a while where the computer and the monitor are glued together. Yeah. And it's gotten, I think I'm a little bit over it at this point. 
I love my iMacs. I think they're super cute, super integrated, but I'm kind of begging for the more discreet world these days. I want my computer separate. The the combined display, I think the combined computer, I think it's really good for um, like hospitality and families. Like this mm-hmm. is the family computer in the center of the house. And in fact, they kind of pick pitch the iMac that way with the color line and things like that. The new, the new, uh, iMac 24 inch, they kind of pitched it that way. Right. In general, it's like, here's the family. It's in the middle. It's blah, blah, blah. I think it's a great looking device and it's, it's very elegant, but I also believe that in the pro territory having I'm a hundred, I'm a hundred percent believer. Like I love my, I love my laptops. I love my surface mm-hmm. book. I love my uh, Mac MacBook air. I love it. But to me, a dedicated machine, especially I'm working from home, <laughs> a de- if I have one machine that I can buy, I'm I'm buying a dedicated machine and I'm just not going to go work from a coffee shop or remotely yeah. um, until I have to. I guess I'm not presenting at conferences anymore, but like <laughs> that, I, that I need to have it. So it's like I would rather invest in that if I'm using that 95% of the time and, and suffice with an older laptop in general because it makes me happier to have such a great machine and a great monitor where I have the space where nothing is hiccuping and I don't have to worry about it. Cause we're doing complex We're streaming, we're compiling, we're running emulators, we're running simulators. We're doing crazy stuff. We have chat, we got, this, we got all this stuff going <laughs> on and I don't want any hiccups, right? We have all these inputs that are going on. I just want it to be streamlined, but Frank, are you going to get the tilt and height adjustable fan oh, for only an extra $400? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Um, No, I think I'm going to go full nerd. Get the visa mount. Put it where you want it. No, wrong. No, no. Nope. <sighs> Darn it. Tilt I can't get away and with it. height. I mean, the, I'll tell you the what. Looks okay. cool. It looks cool. I fell in love with Max in middle school. We were using some I don't know, cute little Mac thing, but I totally fell out of it. I came back to loving Max when they had the little hemisphere iMac with the cool hingy monitor on mm. it. I kind of want that again. I just, it doesn't, I don't ever height adjust my monitors. I put them where they should be and I, I leave them alone. Well, here's the question. If you get it with the tilt and height adjustable, can you add a visa mount later and like detach oh, sure. it? You can yeah. detach it. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's kind of funny. I bought a visa mount for this iMac and it's been in the box since the day I bought it. I'd even opened the box. It's just been sitting on a shelf. Uh, so, you know, everyone's habits are different. Everyone's setups are different. Visa mm. mounts are good. Sometimes I don't even use them, though. Um, do whatever it takes. Okay. I don't. It's like a thousand dollars more. It's just not uh, worth it. Five hundred. How ooh, much is it? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Note: each stand or mount adapter is built in. They are not interchangeable, so it's important to oh, consider gosh. your workspace oh, needs at times of purchase. Oh my god! You know, well, ooh. you know what they make? Epoxy. Epoxy <laughs> holds everything. <laughs> Frank epoxy. He super glues. He gorilla glues. <laughs> oh, Frank, Frank, Frank. Make oh sure to goodness. clean okay. it with alcohol first. Scuff it with a little sandpaper and epoxy. The epoxy will hold for a millennium. Nope. Don't listen to this guy. All right. I need to go grocery shopping. So let's finish it with one more thing. As Apple said, they are so close to finishing oh, the M1 transition, but they dangled they dangled, right? dangled, oh, just, they just, just, dangled. just to confuse us, just to keep us on our toes. They dangled, Pro. they dangled the Mac Pro. Pro. I thought, I thought they were going to dangle the iMac Pro. 
Yeah, instead, I know, right? Right. Instead, they discontinued the iMac Pro, as far as I can tell. Like, it's not yeah, even it's on gone. This, yeah, it's gone. It's gone. My, my computer's gone. gone. It's now collectible. It's Everyone, if you yep. want to buy it, let me know. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but, but, I don't know what to think. I, I don't need a $60,000 computer. I can barely afford this $5,000. <laughs> what in the world are they going to put in the Mac Pro? Like, how much more Pro can you get than this? I don't know. I don't know. Do you need 256 gets... gigs of RAM? How are we going to justify that? <laughs> by, by the way, if you max out the Mac Pro, it's $50,000. It's, yeah. It's, it's, that's a lot. Yeah. That's, that's why I was making fun of you for maxing out this one. Like, yeah, don't buy the maxed out one. Um, I think for me, um, if I did it, I probably would try to hold myself to roughly five grand. The problem is the last time I spent a lot of money on a computer, I regretted not getting the large hard drive because oddly enough, that just annoys you for the rest of eternity uh so i might have to splurge on the hard drive and apple likes to charge for that stuff anyway just yeah. complaining yep bam i like it right. it was a simple event um but yeah. this is definitely a huge stepping stone uh i i am flabbergasted that they released a computer according to apple within the power spectrum of an rtx 3090 that is noteworthy and i'm glad we got to talk about it yeah me too all right we did it all right we did it you'll be able to shop you'll be able to eat it'll be good for you yeah thanks everyone for tuning in don't forget we have our 300th episode upcoming and we would love your submission just even if you just want to write us a blurb you want to send us a video you want to do anything we're going to live stream this puppy at the end of the month so look for details there you can go to mergeconflict.fm there's a contact button you can also tweet at us you can dm us you can do anything you want and you can you know basically let us know what's up and uh We'd love to, to hear from you. You know, we've done 300 of these episodes. That is six years of our lives. And you've been with us uh, throughout that. We appreciate all of you. Um, and thanks uh, for listening. And we want to hear you. We want to play back those things live um, on the podcast while we're live streaming and give you a shout out for being awesome listeners. So write in, let us know. It could be anything about the podcast. Favorite episode, funny, funny thing. I don't know, anything. You just want to say hi. That's <laughs> great too. We'll play it back. Ask a question, any questions, ask us anything. We'll go from there. Uh, we appreciate it. But that is going to do it for this week's Ultra Podcast. So until next time, I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Krueger. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.